Hello, I'm James Singold, and we're going to be having an update from a previous episode to, to do with um, primary education and school education in general. So I'm once again talking to Dom, who is a successful primary school teacher currently working in um, the outskirts of London. So we're just going to be talking about how the lockdown has affected um, exams and schools and the whole kind of school life. So my first question would be, explain to people how teachers who are obviously in their kind of later ages, I mean, 50s, even 60 years old, and they've they've started working on blackboards and whiteboards. We had a blackboard, then we had a whiteboard, then we had like an electronic board, and now it's got so much digitally sensitive. And obviously in lockdown, we don't have access to such a medium and it's all done online. So just explain, is it really that easy and how are they coping, really, if you've got any colleagues who are struggling with that kind of aspect? What I do on, we do on Google Classroom, where the children access it from home. Um, and I feel that a lot of people have now started live lessons where you might do it on Google Meet, you might do Zoom. It depends on what the school is like. So you do live lessons, children will come on and you will teach the lesson essentially that you would do at school. Children will access it from home. They will have opportunities to be on video if they want to be, depending if their parents say they want them to be on video. And that's how you would do it. You need to provide quality teaching as the government has said in their documents or whatever their proposal is. So that's how it is. How is it? How are they finding it? They are, they're finding it quite okay. A lot of them want to be in school as always, see friends. So when they get opportunities to be on video, they feel excited because they see their friends for the first time of today. Some like being at home. Some want to be at school. Some don't care right away. <laughs> some don't turn up. So that's... I mean, what... Firstly, what's the issue with discipline when it comes to these kind of areas, work, living at home, studying at home, sort of being a student? But you can't well, detain someone for not doing their work because they are already are detained. Well, there's protocol. It depends on each school. Some schools might want teachers to record if children are doing lessons or not so they can forward that up. It's just knowing your children, to be honest. It's what you expect from children, to be honest. So I don't know other schools. But when you do your register in the morning or what might or whatnot, you tell them that this needs to be completed. And then you let the parents, they kind of talk to the parents or the parents are there. Can you just ensure that, blah, blah, you know, things are done? And it's kind of a massive issue because, I mean, the government requires to work from home when possible. But at the end of the day, if you work from home, it's your phone bill. I mean, when I was um, in a school, I was using the um, company, the school's phone. I'm not going to use my own credit for or your minutes or whatever you have, your plan. And same with the broadband, you're using your own internet and your own your own resources and that's not really being taken into account but what i mean if our, our colleagues struggling with the whole kind of zoom because obviously not many people are really familiar with using kind of these kind of digital tools and obviously if you're in your 50s 60s people i know who are in their 50s 60s struggle with basically using a cell phone so how are they coping is it quite user-friendly everything's user-friendly yes you do get trained on that if you so wish there's loads of courses out there that teach you how to use it um you know as teachers we need to adapt to the day and age the end of the day we're here for the children so we have to learn how to adapt to use it and so on and that's what we just have to do currently i mean people would look at the whole situation of working from home as a teacher and people think how in god's name does that even work Could you explain how that actually works i mean do you actually record yourself in a classroom teaching i mean how do, how does the process actually work well, you're at home, 
you dress appropriately as your school would want you to, depending on your school, depending on what the dress code is. You go on Zoom, Google Meets, whatever not. You have to record it for GDPR, so you know, and safeguarding and all that. Well, not GDPR, safeguarding purposes, just in case. And you teach a lesson. So you might have, um, I record off my iPad because it, I use two devices because I've got that technology, but some don't. So you might, you know, use a flip chart paper that you have at school, prop it up, you're right on there, you just do a normal lesson, but rather than walking around and writing on the computer, you're just doing it, you're just, sh- you're sharing your screen, basically. Is it easier than actually being in a classroom and doing it the kind of functional way? Nothing's easier than being in a classroom. You think so? Well, I mean, I would think big, like a teacher yeah. would hate, you know, you've got kids which are acting up and they're causing trouble and they're if they're doing something wrong, you've got to shout at them, you don't have to worry about all that behavioural issues, which is one of the areas which I absolutely hated about teaching, having to do with behaviour, and I don't want anything to do with it, which is why I find more passionate about further education and higher education. So that must seriously come into play, surely. You must not really miss <laughs> having to tell a kid off for doing the wrong thing. Well, you still might have to, you still have got to make sure children are aware of whatever values or whatever your whatever school values you're thing is children you do sometimes need to let children know consequences for bad behavior because they could be typing in chats they could be not listening because majority of the time a lot of parents don't mind children being on video so um you can see them anyway i mean so, from a parental perspective and it's very much. difficult yeah it must be very difficult so you, you must have to kind of just turn a blind eye because at the end of the day you think you'd usually expect your child to be out of the house for a good from seven or seven, eight o'clock or seven thirty in the morning till four or five o'clock in the evening. So you get to the point where you just don't have to worry about kind of parenting when the teachers generally do the parenting in the afternoon. I mean, how are the parents are the parents coping well? I mean, how how are they dealing with it? Because it can't be easy. Um, no, it's never easy because obviously they're doing work that they don't know. Um, because normally when you drop your child off. Unless your child tells you what they're learning, you don't normally. And even if they do tell you what they're learning, you're not actually doing it with them. So, um, you know, you're not doing the lessons with them, repeating them again. So parents are doing quite fine. If they're finding things hard, they tell the school or tell the teacher. And then we help them along as much as they can, but no complaints so far. If a child is struggling with a question or something, they can't exactly phone you up, can they? Obviously, for safeguarding reasons. Are they able to contact you? Is Is that dealt with quite quickly? Well, don't know about quickly, but we try to do our best. They can submit questions on Google Classroom. That can be done. We just tell them if you find it a bit tricky, we're online for another five, ten minutes if you need our help Um, because we go through the questions. And if they find something a bit tricky, we just say do as much as you can and then we'll help you when we're marking it. That's That's as best you can do. So from since oh, this must have been, this happened briefly um, mid 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 um, two thousand and twenty and obviously now it's um, full on. Um, are children actually really learning properly? I mean, does it actually work the whole online tuition? I mean, for a primary school level, it must be that they need so much more because um, you don't have as much independence like you would if you were in college or university. You can just go off and read and do your own, as you do. You have tutors to lecture you. And you've got to go and do your own reading. But from a primary school teaching perspective, they don't have that kind of level of independence. So that must really affect. I mean, are they are they getting worse? You well, the journey seem, they seem to be getting on all right, but you'll never know 
what a child can do until you see them in the classroom. Well, if they yeah, of course they could go online and go to Google and just type in an answer and get the answer. You can't see it pen to paper and watch them in action actually um, putting it into process. This happened last year, and this was the um, SAT S's or SATs, however you want to call it. Um, they cancelled it again. I mean, what impact does that have for year six children going and transitioning to year seven? Do you agree with the whole predicted grade system, or do you think children should have a chance to really put their knowledge into practice in an actual exam, which what exams actually tend to be focused to doing? Nothing's ever good for a child when they're not in school. You need to be in school so you can get your differentiated tasks and cater to, because, you know, as much as parents know their own children, you know, teachers know where they're at academically and, you know, we teach those lessons, that's our job. So predictably, I really wouldn't know per se, but, um, we can only do our best and which we, what we only can do is give quality lessons online and interventions as much as possible. So I think this is the grey area. People don't really understand this whole process of online teaching. So from an attendance point of view, I mean, do the kids have to wake up and sign in or do they have to, can they just sign in and just go back to bed? How does it all work? I don't know what other schools do, but um, there's a register, I'm, I'm assuming there's people that have registers, there's timetables, it's the same as school would be. But rather than having your playtime, you have playtime at home. Rather than having lunchtime at school, you have lunchtime at school, there's a yeah, whole big, time. A big PlayStation binge, I'm sure. Up to them, but um, it's the same as school, that's what we're meant to do now. So they have mm. the timetable, they're meant to be on. Just let us know briefly, um, what was it actually like, actually, the environment working in a school with the lock? Well, not during lockdown, but once the schools were open during um, November, December. And what was it actually like? What was the classroom like? What was it like to teach? What could you could not do? What you couldn't do, a lot of things. Um, you couldn't live mark, which is where, you know, you go around and mark mm. over the child's shoulder. Because, you know, that makes life a lot easier. You couldn't really do that. Table, you couldn't do group work at all, really much, to be honest. You know, tables are facing the front. That's what they had to do. Um, lunches were different. They couldn't have lunch as they would normally do. Play times, separate places in the outside to play in their in their classes. I mean, so, yeah, this is a very a very interesting topic because obviously these are rules which have basically been. Um, they're not like written in the kind of school rules or the school um, behaviour management or the school beha behaviour policy. So if it, obviously what's going to happen is that children do not play by the rules. <laughs> so how do you go about sanctioning that? I mean, if a child was consistently breach the whole COVID-19 rules um, per se, what would there be the punishment? I mean, could they be suspended? No, children are very well that adapted. They have been able, they've been able to do it very well um, and they know the rules because we let them know and they know, you know, they know about COVID because their parents are there. They know that it's different. So you just remind them, that's it. You can't blame a child for this. So you just say, remember, we said this and normally more than none, they are very well behaved and follow the rules. I'm not sure about the rules for masking. I mean, do they have to wear masks in primary no. school? They don't have to wear masks. Okay. I do know some schools actually, um, when it first started off, they actually banned children wearing masks. And it was just a oh, very, very grey area. You've got to be very, very, very careful of. Um, just to finish off, um, 
last couple of minutes. Um, what do you see the future of um, primary education or education in general um, commencing from at least next month? Because Boris Johnson did a press announcement and apparently he was looking to um, put lockdown until summer, which I don't know how schools, I think schools will open probably schools and gyms, maybe gyms later than schools, but schools will open first because that's more of a priority. Um, but about private schools and private education, that's a different matter altogether. I don't know how that works when it comes to that. Um, so what do you think is the future for education coming in the next few months? The future for education, who knows? We don't know yet. Maybe it will be, it's going to be quite difficult for you to get children back to where they need to be. And we, and we were doing that beforehand, before the lockdown. So I can only imagine. Um, so it's going to be quite tough. We've got a tough year ahead. Yeah, I mean, do you think this is, our, our teachers actually enjoying the situation? Do you think our teachers are thinking, oh my God, I'm at home. I don't have to go into, I, don't, I can wake up an hour later or whatever. I mean, I, do they prefer it this way? Or do they, do they generally, honestly, prefer to be in school? I assume a lot of teachers do not like to be at home. We all want to be in school. That's the whole reason we picked our job. We want to be in school. We know the hours, we know what we know what we're living in, we know what we're doing. We don't like to be at home. None of us like to be at home. Um, we like because home for us is, you know, after you finish a long day, you come home and relax. Now home is work now as well. So um no, we want to be at school. We all want to give our I mean Say for example, sorry, I know we're gonna finish up very, very shortly. Um with the issue with um laptops, I mean do you have to own your own laptop or does the school provide you with a laptop? If you don't have access to a laptop, your school can provide you with a nice right. computer. But um, schools that don't have laptops already, they will provide you with that. Yeah, because I just know that I've known people in different professions who've literally just decided and said, if you're a typist, for example, and you're an audio typist and you type pretty much very, very quick, it can make a massive difference Um a different laptop, the, the shape of the keys, because the old, the old-fashioned, um, big, you know, the old-fashioned keyboards were kind of like little chunks. Except now we've got little flat little letters, and it's very hard for people to work like that. Can you refuse? You refuse to do what? Can you refuse? Look, I, I can't work from home. Are you actually allowed to go into the school? Well, it depends on the schools. Some adults, if you really can't work from home, then maybe you can go to a separate classroom, but you're not really allowed to be around like outside of the classroom. Unless you're in school teaching, they they can accommodate that for you. Not everyone can actually do that. Just lastly, and this literally is lastly, how is it working for ASD students? Because that's a oh, massive, massive issue. Because um, I know ASD inside out. I know it very well. How is that working? They're in school. So the vulnerable right. children are in school already. So if they're not, that means their parents have you know, decided maybe that they, they are at home. But majority of the time, a lot of their children are in school. Their main priority wow. for being okay. in school so we can make sure that they're well taken care of. I mean, it's a very, very, very difficult um, job to I mean, be a parent. I mean, it's a very, very, um, depending on your level of ASD, of course, it's a wide spectrum. And I just would quite... Um, annoyed about a couple of years ago when um, I was working in a school and it was snowing outside as it was today but really heavily snowing it was ice it was snow everywhere and these these children are being willed forced them to go to school and the school practically should be shutting they they run out of grit but it's just like keep the children at home but they can't because 
people have work, certain work commitments that they can't afford to, that they can't afford a carer or a um, nurse or whatever, a nanny. I don't know if that's been an issue, but... No, it has not been there in school anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Well, luckily we're not going to have any snow, yes. I don't think, for another couple of years. Right, thank you very much, um, Dom. Thanks for talking. Um, I'm James, and it's been a very brief update. Um, thank you and good night. Thank you.